Welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Corey. And I'm Shanik. And we are so grateful for all of you who leave a review. So go leave a review if you haven't already. Share it with your friends and family. The more people that send it out, the more people that listen, the more sponsors we could get. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm about ready for them sponsorships. Well, we have our first sponsorship. Who's that? I was just kidding. Oh. But if you <laughs> share like, this, oh, we might have our me. first sponsorship. Maybe yeah. Huber's Winery. Holla oh, that'd be boy. amazing. Huber's so, is amazing. This week's question of the week, you just got back from Guatemala. Why don't you tell our listeners your best experience in Guatemala? Yeah, so um, let me actually just say that time with my son Malachi was the best thing about Guatemala. Um you know, with four boys, I don't often get to spend that much time one-on-one with them. I mean, there's little pockets here or there that I get an hour or so at a time individually with them, but man, 24 seven for seven straight days, man, that was just awesome to see just him to even get to know him better, to see his personality, uh, man, just see him like serve and help and relate with the team. Man, I just, and I loved it. I was super proud of him. He did awesome. He just turned 13. And sometimes I have to remind myself. So those of you that know me know Malachi, my second son. He's like a monster for his age in like size. And so sometimes I forget like he's still a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes I treat him like he's like 17, 18. And I know that um, actually, Corey, you got on me actually a month ago and opened my eyes to some things that I was maybe a little disappointed in some of his decisions or how he was responding to things. And you looked at me and said, dude, he's not you. And sometimes I put him in the same place as me because like I was that same size. Like I see a lot of physical attributes the same as that, as what I had as a kid. And so I got to remember he's his own kid. He's his own person. Like, you know, and, um, Man, yeah, he's just a kid, but that was awesome. But I would say the experience or like something that we got to be a part of that was super cool was being um, on this hillside in the middle of nowhere, Guatemala. And we were helping build a home for uh, Donya and uh, incredible lady, 70, um, battled just isolation and loneliness. She didn't have a husband anymore, no kids. The ones that she did have moved away. She has no contact with anyone. And just being there with her on that hillside was just amazing. And I think I put a post out, something like just about perspective. Like I went thinking that, oh, here I am going to come and help and I'm going to be a blessing. But honestly, I was blessed just by her and just thinking about her perseverance and endurance and everything that she's went through. And here she is just still loving Jesus. And the fact that after the team left, there was a few of us that stayed back and I went with a friend, Sean, and he's like, man, I know we prayed for her earlier, but man, that lady's a powerhouse. She's got to pray for us. So having her come out and just pray for us in her own language, um, that we couldn't even understand, but at the same time was so powerful. And the thing that we could understand was that, you know, she definitely wanted to be a blessing to us and seek God on behalf of us. And that was just so special. And then I think what was a part of that that made it so special as well. So of course, here we are 13 white people on this hillside. They don't get to see white people that often. So here we were the gringos right? Mm-hmm. They even called us that. We heard the oh, name yeah. in the background several times, but like 12 to 15 kids just from the village, like showed up and were there every day. They were helping us work. They wanted to get in there and paint with us, carry blocks. 
man, those little kids knew how to work, but they just wanted to be in our presence. And hmm. whenever Bethany, the, the, the leader of the ministry down there came and we dedicated the home, one of the things that Donia was just blown away by and overwhelmed with, cause she was in tears like every day. She's like, I've, I've been lonely. I've been, you know, isolated. I battle depression and I, I just want company. I want people to visit me. And she said, what I'm most overwhelmed with is not just the house, but she said, I've never met any of these kids in my life. And she's lived there for 70 years on that hillside. Wow. And now there's 12 to 15 kids that are showing up and playing in her yard. And the coolest thing is we took down a little makeshift hut that she was living in um, for room for her to grow more crops and other things because she had a house now. And she got one of the kids aside, one of the older kids, and they were going back and forth having a conversation. And I asked the translator, like, what, what was she, what were they saying? What were they talking about? And she was offering them the place to come and play, come hmm. play anytime you want. Like this is all, you can come and hang out because she had the nice home on the Hill. Now mm-hmm. she had the, the nice bathroom with a freaking million dollar view. And when I say million dollar view, I swear people would pay like in Gatlinburg a million dollars to have her little bitty slice of, of, of earth that had the view like of these hills. And it was just freaking incredible. And so just that whole experience, because what we did, you know, every year you learn and you grow a little bit and being there, what I think I grew the most and learned the most about what they do and why they wanted to go and build these homes for widows in the area. Not only does James chapter one say, that um, this is pure and undefiled religion to look after widows and orphans, right? James says that, James chapter one. But part of what they do for these widows isn't just a home, it's they build community. And I found out this week, that's that, that's why they paint these houses yellow. Like, I mean, bright yellow. Yeah, it's Because they want them to stand out mm-hmm. and they want it to be the talk of the neighborhood. They want people to come by and visit these widows and these women because they are lonely. They don't have family. And so it just creates community, which is so, you know, that's the heart of God. People, people coming together, right? He doesn't want us to be alone and to live in isolation. He's created us for community. And it really does bring the entire community out. By the time we left, there was two other older ladies that came and helped her set up her house and put her plates away. And, you know, they were having conversation and laughing and talking. And I'm like, man, she hasn't had this in years. And if we did nothing else but help create community for her and so that she could be a a blessing to the community, man, we did our job. That's it. I know that was a lot, but that's it. That was a long answer to the best experience in Guatemala. But honestly, I kind of just got (laughs) lost listening to you tell a story. And if we're being honest right now, I don't really want to talk about what we had planned to talk about today. I kind of want to just hear more about perspective. Was that your stomach that just growled into the microphone? Man, I came back from Guatemala (laughs) Um, and then I spent three days with our friends at the lake. But coming back here to the Louisville area, man, my sinuses and allergies and man, it's all like I know you. Yeah, you look funky. awful, man. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. You look amazing. <laughs> People can't. But no, let, well, okay, let's 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 stay here for a little bit then, because yeah. part of reason, the reason why I wanted to share that is because sometimes as Americans, especially white Americans, we can come into an area and think, oh, we're going to be these saviors, right? We're going to be the white saviors that come in and. We're going to bless, we're going to give, we're going to serve, look at us. And we really do it right for us to kind of show off and to show people. 
But that's not why I want to be involved in missions. And I know we've had a lot of conversation about some of the reasons why you don't like the modern concept of most missionaries today. Short-term missions or long-term missionaries, yeah. Right, right. And we can unpack that here in a little bit too. But the fact that we think that, man, who are we to go in and say we're better than these people? Man, that is not the case. And Mm -hmm. that's one thing that this year I probably have been getting a better understanding of, and especially while I was in Guatemala, not one time that I held my head up high, like not in a confidence way because I do that with confidence, but like, man, I'm so much better. Look, I'm coming here to help them. They need my help. Man, no, I well, you need don't, you just don't as think much about help. It. You don't think about it like, oh, I'm better than them. But it's like, yeah, what can I offer? Because I'm in a better situation, which is 99.9% yeah. true. Right. But yeah, that's a great perspective to have. But I, I don't want, that's a fine line though. I don't want, because it can be, you know, people can cross that line and say, you know, not just do I live in a better situation, but right. because of that, I have the know-how, I have the resources, I have the money, which makes me a little bit elevated in position compared to someone else. So we got to go help them as their savior mm-hmm. and not that we don't want to help. And I, again, like I just said, it's that fine line that I don't want to cross into that. So I think just me being mindful of it. And as I was talking to the team, that's what the mindset we went down with. And from day one, we went to this little place that was called um, the cross overlook. I think you've been there. Mm-hmm. You have the cross it's on top of Antigua, which is a city built in like the 1500s an incredible city, cobblestone streets, I mean, people all over the world come there. So mm-hmm. if you want to go back with us next year, freaking let me know. I mean, it's, yeah, it's freaking a simple, let them know. Freaking, it's a simple trip. Like know. as far as like going international, yeah, it's a simple trip to go on, but you will be so blessed, not just be a blessing, but you will be so blessed going, but we're on this hillside and it's the cross. You see Antigua below the cross. And in the background, there's this huge volcano just a perfect place to take a picture. Some of you that follow me on social media might've seen a picture of me and Malachi there that I might've posted and it's just beautiful. But I wanted to start the week off at that point because I wanted to tell our team as we looked out over the city, right? Just because like we're Hill City, right? A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. I said, look at the city below us. The people of the city, they're not people to look down on even though we're on a hillside right now. But I brought you here so that you understand that every single person that we meet throughout the rest of this week are our brothers and sisters, their family. They just live in a different country, right? They're neighbors that are far away. And we came here to love them. And we came here to be loved by them as well, because that's that, that happens by the workers, by the kids at the orphanage. Like we pour out love, but it's mutual, right? We get filled with love as well. And so this is the mindset we're going to start the week off with. And I think I just, just always having that in the forefront, like, like we were able to be here as a blessing, but also we're going to be blessed and to not look down on anybody. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I, uh, don't like mission trips, but I think, and would encourage every single person to go on one. And again, like you said, it's not to be a blessing to other people, but in my opinion, the reason why every single person should go on a short term mission trip to a third world country is for perspective. Yep. And I went on this trip three years ago, incredible perspective. I've actually been to Antigua, Guatemala three times now. I went as a junior and senior in high school. It was my first third world country as a junior. And I'll never forget, we went there to build this 170 foot road out of bricks. We laid every brick by hand. It was on a mountainside. We did this so that every time it rained, these little tin huts that these people had for homes wouldn't wash away. So this was like monumental. We worked the whole week. It was grueling, tough work. 
And I'll never forget the, you know, you're working, you're an American, you have a certain expectation, you know, you drink water, you have food. And this lady in this one house kept, kept making sure that all of us were drinking. So we wouldn't get dehydrated, gave us water bottle after water bottle after water bottle. And we were kind of taking it for granted, to be honest, like just chugging them down. Like, Oh, I'm so hot. I deserve this. I need this. And we found out by the end of the week, our translator said that this lady had saved three months of her salary just to buy water so that she could provide us Americans with water on our work, on, on that work week. Yeah. And we, they knew we were coming in to build this road. So like as a community, they were saving, right? Like she had nothing and she used her money to give us Americans water during our work week. Yet this person, literally, I got to go inside her home. She had nothing, nothing, absolutely dirt floors. It was, none of us would want to live there. Right. But this woman's joy and smile on her face, that was what I took away the most from that trip. And that's what I took away again three years ago when we went to Guatemala is these people have nothing, literally nothing. And yet they're some of the most joyful and happy people on the planet. But they're willing to give everything. Willing to give everything. And I, man, I I just got such such a challenge from going on those trips of like, what what do I allow to derail my happiness? What do I allow to derail my joy? What do I allow to put me in a bad mood? I'm kind of in like a bad mood right now, just a weird funk, spiritually, mentally, physically, everything. It's been a weird summer for me. It's kind of why I don't really want to talk right now on this podcast, but it's like, man, wh- how do I allow my perspective to get so jacked up so easily when there's majority of people around the world that have nothing but are in better spirits than me? That's right. a problem. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's true. Like we can get so consumed with our everyday life and our, you know, just what we take for granted. Yeah. And we fail to realize, man, there should be so much joy because of the comforts that we have. And, and, and so, yeah, I I can see, I can see why you would even be on a vlog right now, bringing this, bringing this all up, but putting things in perspective, right? That's what you said. Perspective. Go on these trips you go out, you serve your help, you, you help to bring some perspective to your life. Yeah. And if you need to go on a third world trip mission trip, just to gain perspective, I would also argue, although that's good. And I encourage you to do so is you're missing the opportunity to go across the street mm-hmm. and love on people that so desperately need the love of Jesus as well. And so that's kind of why I get so aggravated with mission trips is we, we pat ourselves on the back and look what we did for a week in Guatemala. Okay. Well, you got 50 other 51 other weeks. What, what are you doing with it? Like no. there's people in your workplaces right now that you might be listening to this at work and you might make eye contact with somebody and that's the spirit telling you to go love on that person today. Go say something encouraging or write a text message or something. Like yeah. we, we take for granted so many opportunities to just be the hands and feet of Jesus that we, you know, yeah, that's my issue with missions. Yeah, no, and I love that you just brought that up because it reminds me of something, and I'm just going to give a shout-out real quick to uh, Darren. Darren actually went on the trip yeah. with us, brought his family, Sue and Mila, and uh, second time back, I mean, he plans on going back every year as long as we're still doing it and absolutely loves it. But not only was he gone all week, we didn't get home till like midnight, Saturday night. Um, the very next day, we, we show up and we have our 40-year celebration instead of a service we're having right through the month of July, just different community events. And Darren's there. And he didn't use an excuse of being tired or whatever to not show up. But not only that, he brought neighbors that he's been talking to that live across the street, and they came for the very first time Sunday. So I, it's just cool, like, you know, when you have that mindset, like, 
because that's what you have a problem with that people that go, you know, they can go overseas for a week or two weeks, but they can't go across the street to say hi (laughs) or get to know the people that literally live right next door. Yeah. Um, but there are people doing it. There are. And there are people that, that, that do it because, uh, one, they might be a little bit more extroverted, uh, but at the same time, they, they just want to get to know people and show love to people because that's just how they think and that's how they're wired. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of that, can we just, can we change subjects real quick? Sure. Cause I have another thought and right. This is no like playing podcast now. It's just, uh, let's roll. Let's roll just free punches. flow. Yeah. Let's free, free flow. flow. Um, man, I'm going to be honest. You said you were in a funk. I I've been feeling great. The only times I've been getting in a funk lately is when I start thinking about like, did I make the right decision of canceling services on Sunday mornings? Really? That's an issue for you, man. It is an issue for me just because I'm thinking like people are either going to love it or hate it. And not that we haven't, excuse me, not that we haven't had like, like some pretty decent attendance to at a few of the things, but at the same time, I'm thinking I've been bummed about some of the people that haven't been coming out to our just events and time yeah, building but th- community. Those same people wouldn't have even come to the service. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, you're right. But I'm yeah. just thinking, you know, did we, did we lose any momentum? Again, back to those fears we've talked about yeah. before. And a lot of it is that momentum piece and the consistency piece. And I know that's a big thing in routine and consistency. And I'm trying to get out of the box and I'm trying to think about church and the, the what the church looks like in the future. And I'm trying to lead well into that. But I'm going to be honest, like I'm thinking, man, when we go back to services here, you know, in um, this week. Mm-hmm. This Sunday, like, man, will, will some of those people be out of the routine? Are they going to show up? Are they going to come prepared to worship? And so, again, not that I have to worry about, right? Jesus builds his church, and I know all the right answers to say. And, you know, it's not all on me. I can't do everything. I'm trying to lead the best I can, blah, you know, blah, 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 blah. I can go on forever. But at the same time, it is a fear of mine. And thinking, man, the decisions I make like that, yeah. like, were they worth it? Your fear is heard, but it's not valid. And so let me just encourage you right now in front of however many people are listening, like you're a great leader. You made the right decision. We'll reconvene later this week. Once, you know, all these things, we'll wait to see what the service is, but who gives a flying freak if people got out of the routine and don't show up? They're not a part of it anyways. And if they are a part of it, hopefully they are not, not coming to church because they're being the church. Where yeah. the freak there are in that moment. That is what I truly hope. But sometimes I'm, I, but we're not responsible you for know. that. You're not responsible. Yeah. So you're creating this <laughs> dichotomy. <laughs> that's not even real or false. So to speak, Hey, I'm just bringing get it up. Out, get outside of I'm your just head. Bringing it you up are a great leader. You the funk, I'm, I'm glad. Like, huh, I'm guess what? The funk right guess now what? Too. All of your staff is glad that you gave us all a break. All the worship team is glad that you gave everybody a break. You know what? Who cares if some people, left the church because our ideology on this podcast the whole time has been stop inviting people to church and start inviting people to your life. And if you're still listening to this, you're probably still a part of what's going on. And hopefully you start picked up the challenge to start inviting more people into your lives. And eventually they'll want to be a part of the things you're a part of. So if church is a part of your life, they'll want to be a part of the church. And who cares, bro? You're on mission. You're doing a great job. And I'm I'm thankful to have you as a leader. I'm thankful for the decisions you've made. And we're just going to roll with the punches. And you know what? We're going to be here because I, I was listening to somebody this past week just talk about like how different church is like every three to four years. And I've been here nine years now. And it's crazy when you think about the people mm-hmm. that we used to stress about four or five years ago, the people that were a part of this, the people that left. And now it's like a new cycle. People left, people are that are part. It's going great. It's not going great. All this stuff in four years, 
half these people might have moved on and hopefully we bless them for the season of life and there'll be new people that we get to minister to and get to love on. Guess what? We're going to be here at Hill City Church loving on the people that want to be loved on. If you don't want to be encouraged, go somewhere else. If you want to talk about all the things that you think church should talk about, go somewhere else. If you love what's going on, there's a seat at this table. Love that. Thank you for encouraging me. Hopefully that was encouraging to you too. And if you're listening to this, hopefully you can get some perspective because I think I just talked myself out of my funk. (laughs) (laughs) Because at the end of the day, man, you can get so jacked up in your your thought process and how you're doing mentally, physically, spiritually at the end of the day. But it all comes back to two things, righteousness, peace, and joy. And the righteousness is already yours, so that's not an issue. So where's your joy at? Where's your joy at? And your your joy is a choice, in my opinion. So gain some perspective and just allow the peace of Christ to rule your life and live from that peace. And when you don't have peace, evaluate what's going on internally. Get your peace back. There it is. It's all kingdom. Righteousness, peace. Enjoy. That's all we got. That's all we got. Join us next week. And remember, you're loved and there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) 